Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Broken Shovel Podcast. Uh, we are, it is January 21st, 2024, and uh, our information is current to that date. Uh, as always, Lucas here, and joined by friend and co-host... You're supposed to say it's the 23rd. No, date of recording is the 21st. I always say date of recording. The date of recording, but you always say that we're releasing on. You always say the day that we're uh, releasing. All right. Well, you're supposed to say your name. I'm Eric. So yeah. All right. <laughs> Another uh, uh, interesting and contentious and strange opening to the Broken Shovel Podcast. Uh, welcome everybody. If you're new, this is normal. Uh, today we are talking about roads, primarily roads here in Vermont. Uh, Eric, Eric, how are you? Before we get going, I, it's pretty cold out. It is cold out. I, I walked the dog, and it was uh, somewhere between. I mean, my my my. My thermostat, which which pulls information from one of the local weather stations, said it was seven when I was mm. walking the dog this morning, and the chickens were very, the chickens were very angry at me. But they're all alive, but they're angry. <laughs> it's good, uh, you know, nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, we I got out of dog walk this morning. It is currently eight point two according to my weather station. Um, yesterday was rough trying to walk the dog. It was uh, it windy. Was... It got windy. Yeah, and it was sub zero here pretty pretty much until you're about there, 10 a.m. You got that straight line. You get those that, like we've talked about before. Like you get that straight line wind that comes up through the, I guess it's the rod somewhere the the Stockbridge Gap there where there's the big valley. Like it just, yeah, everything it comes just, straight through there and hits you. Yeah, it whips. Uh, yeah, my low yesterday was negative five. Uh, so it was, yes. and that's I'm not with wind so chill and all that. Yeah, this is why I'm planting so many trees. Um, all right. Well, today we're talking about roads here in Vermont. It is a rough subject. It is uh, contentious. Uh, causes a lot of uh, infighting in towns. Uh, we've had whole road crews quit uh, because people have challenged the, the road crews. Uh, and I want to say uh, ahead of time that we're not dissuading any hard work or effort or anything that gets put into any of this. Uh, you know, we, we appreciate I, I wouldn't want to be out at 5 a.m. plowing. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's a it's a subject that needs to be talked about in Vermont. Um, well, I, I I go with that. I, I I don't decry the worker. I'm complaining about the management. Yeah, yeah, and and state policies and and you know, there's this has been a you know, obviously we're not going to fix everything today. We're we're armchair experts, <laughs> but uh, we live and drive on these roads and have uh, quite a bit of experience and, and how difficult it would be. We, we are not going to talk much about mud season today. Uh, that's We're going to talk about mud season in mud season. Uh, when, Even though when, we had a false mud season there a few weeks ago. There is always an early onset mud season in December, uh, the last few years anyway. Um, yeah, that would used to not be the norm. Right. So, you know, this is uh, something that's closely linked to climate change. Uh, and uh, we're, we're going to talk a bit about that as well. So let's I'm going to start with some statistics about our roads here, how many and, uh, uh, and where and how long and stuff. So public road mileage in Vermont, uh, which is uh, U.S. highways, state highways, town roads, legal trails and some unimproved, unimproved primitive roads and i love that they call them primitive roads yeah, they're, um, logging, they're logging trails logging trails. Right. yeah 
15,763 miles in total in the state of Vermont, um, with 7,213 miles. Uh, yep, and if you're doing loose math in your head, that is less than half of the roads that are paved in Vermont. 7,213 miles of paved road. As our, uh, as our previous that, governor called them, go trails. Yes. Uh, unpaved roads uh, totals 8,550 miles. That's 54%. Uh, and I'm going to stand up and get the dog into the office here. Uh, so, and then, so that's 54% of our total is unpaved. And that's, I think that's a lot of what we're talking about today is unpaved roads. Um, unpaved roads. And I think the two big, there's three, I see is the, are three big contentious areas that we see the, the unpaved roads themselves, <laughs> ditches, and then the, and then the culverts. Those are the, the three big kind of contentious areas that cause the most issues and conflict between road crews, towns, and residents. Yes. Um, now, there are four classes to roads in Vermont, and we're gonna we're gonna have to reference back to these. So I'm just gonna run through those real quick. Yeah. Uh, class one would be a state highway or interstate uh, maintained by the state and accessible year round. Class two would be a longer town road paved and maintained by the town. Uh, that's gonna be more like your experience, right? Um, oh, uh, so I have. We go, once you get through all the classes, I actually have. I, I found a little little tidbit of information about the difference between. Uh, snow clearing and maintaining of class roads and then everything else. Yeah, I'm going to kind of let you carry away here. What's, um, now, a class three is a shorter town road paved and maintained by the town, typically accessible year-round, uh, might have some limitations. So you'll see uh, roads being posted. Uh, class four uh, is... Um, Unlike other classes, it doesn't receive it receives like little or no maintenance from the town, uh, which means it might be unpaved, uh, have fallen trees, be overgrown with vegetation. My driveway is two miles from the nearest paved road and about 50 yards down from my driveway, it turns into a class four road, uh, which is taken care of quite well by the two residents that that live that way. Um, but. Uh, you, if if you happen to follow me on TikTok and you remember my my video about the Beaver Dam that washed out that road, it you know this it just completely destroyed the road. And it, the road was closed for some time because it uh, during the floods it was very low, low, low priority. Um, so those are our four classes, and uh, you can take it away there. Yeah. So uh, this is coming from the actual state AOT documentation of so. Only this is only for class one roads. They have to be in good, sufficient repair during all seasons of the year. Year, which also our towns don't do, because I have routes like one thirty two, which is a class a class four road, and it's steadily deteriorating. Hasn't been paved in probably fifth. It was in when I was in high school. I think was the last time it was well paved, like oh, wow. fully like taken care of and like they, they've kind of done bits and pieces here and there but uh the road it's one that if it, it is not following the uh state regu uh, re regulations on how towns are supposed to maintain their roads Jeez, okay it goes into like why we were, we're complaining about and talking about these roads but then so so classes two three and four 
are up to uh, select basically up to the town how how well they are maintained. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah. Class three is is the responsibility is the town. Yeah. Um, well, even class even for like clearing snow and whatnot, class twos it's up to the town select board and town foreman how much they do. They actually technically do not have to do shit. Yeah. No, that's that's kind of the uh, that's becomes the the one of the the main points of uh, uh, like it's it just becomes so difficult to uh, force them to <laughs> because it really does depend on um, you know, budget and priorities uh, is is what it comes down to. So you know there are no uh, there's no school bus coming up my road, uh, which makes it a, less of a priority. Um, you know. Yep, and then with, with me, and then uh, bouncing off of that, uh, I mean, there are less, there are less school bus routes. Like in Sharon, there's less school buses that run, that run, and they run less routes, so there's less need for them to do a exemplary job first thing in the morning after a storm. Right. Yeah, and it puts the, uh, the you know kind of moves the onus of safety off of the 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 town and puts it on the individual traveler, um, especially now that we have these uh, options to uh, you know go to school from home and yep. stay and, and, and go remotely. Yep. Yep, and so, a lot of schools do this. They they they've kind of anticipated that the roads are that the towns are not going to do a good job with the roads because uh, it's. The last few years, there's definitely been an increase in the amount of uh, two-hour delays that the schools have. Yes. Yeah, and we had that run of uh, Monday storms, and I have a, a friend and neighbor that's a, a, a guidance counselor, and uh, he ended up with Mondays off for like a month because yeah. <laughs> they just couldn't get the roads cleared. Um, so, you know, when we talk about maintenance of these roads, the, the Class 3, uh, we're talking, you know, so you know because they're dirt they're gravel they're they're back roads um there's grading uh and if you're not familiar with grading it's uh smoothing of the surface uh it's done a eh, what twice a year twice. Uh, it, it, it's actually supposed to be done a lot more the uh so the better roads the vermont better roads manual which is uh, actually yes. the the full guide written by aot for uh, how towns should be maintaining both their roads, their ditches, their culverts, and etc. Um, yeah, they're just they're, they're, you're really supposed to be grading your roads not a couple times a year, but any time it is necessary. Okay. Yeah, and I really can't say. You know, I, I, I guess I haven't paid close enough attention. I, I would say our town definitely grades more than twice a year. Uh, it does seem to be as necessary. You know, when things yep. froze up after this uh, early onset mud season in December, um, it, you know, what was that? Just after Christmas, right? At very end of the month. Um, they, as soon as the road froze up, uh, they were out raking. Yeah, um, it was limited in what they could do, but now that we've gotten some snow and some plowing, the roads are much much better uh, yes. to drive on. So, uh, you yeah, know. I think what, what I was telling you about the so my so this is a my my neighbor's driveway is a it's a contentious issue for me, and it's a pain in the ass for the town to maintain because they have horses, mm -hmm. and one of the things they do yes. um, is they let one of the water troughs just run constantly to 
keep the water moving so it doesn't freeze. Uh, but unfortunately, what this creates is a stream of ice down their driveway. And then because their, their own ditches are not well maintained, the water does not go into the ditch for the road. It goes into the roadway. And then because they're on a downward slope, the water then runs down in the roadway and actually then hits the pavement at the bottom and has created a frost heave at the bottom where it goes from dirt to pavement because all the water goes down to that point, freezes, and has created this lovely mound that not even the grader could knock down. Wow. Yes. And it's one of those, like, I'm almost tempted to go over and offer to help, but also kind of not because they're kind of dicks. <laughs> I mean, I, just, I'm I mean, wondering if this is the, not, the they're, person they're really I know. Nice. I mean, they're super nice, but they're they're also kind of uh, like they're very ind independent and don't like to ask or accept help unless absolutely 100% necessary. Yeah. But they also go into like a little bit about the uh the culvert issues that we have. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should talk about ditching here. Yes. Um uh, I think Which this is I also found something I I did in the Vermont manual. I found out something really interesting. Okay. Uh so a a ditch so the, the there's a classification for at what angle of the ditch that you are supposed to switch from using just natural grass to using stone. Okay. So 5% or less of a slope, they, which would be more like this, uh, they are saying use grass, don't use stone. Um, anything 8% or greater to use the three inch stone, etc. And as unfortunately has occurred is a lot of towns, uh, their foreman decided uh, we're just going to make super fucking ditches. Uh, yeah. you're, you're all over it today, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the I, one. I, in the I'm really hot about like this whole thing. <laughs> like, so especially when I found this out is so in the Vermont Better Roads manual, it actually kind of says that uh, ditches should really only be about 12 inches lower than your peak of your road. Wow. That like, is. It's, uh... not, it's not a lot. But no, but like most of the towns have gone to two feet or more difference between the peak of the road and the bottom of the ditch, which is easily creating an eight inch slope, right. which then is so then they're switching everything to stone. So I'm like, I'm, I'm cons my tinfoil hat went on this morning and been like, <laughs> I wonder what uh Stone cup quarrying company got the deal made with all these town foremans to do this because right. <laughs> there is no reason for them to dig all these ditches that deeply. And even in the Vermont wrote better roads manual, it says you're not supposed to do it like they've done. Yeah. And, and that sort of leads us to an article from uh, VT digger, uh, I believe was written by uh, Suzanne Lupin Um and, you know, I'm going to pull some quotes here, uh, but in, but basically in protecting our roads from climate change, nothing could be further from the truth. And, and when she talked about the truth, we we're talking about um, uh, the way these things are being d ditched now uh, in massive ditches being uh, carved out along 
any and all roads with a noticeable gradient, soils carted off, and the ditches filled with load after load of stone. The program known as the Department of Transportation's Stormwater Runoff Program has been billed from the start as good. Um, now, as far as protecting the roads from climate change, this is not good. Uh, we saw this in the floods of the summer. Um, <clears throat> we, fought, we could go back to Irene. Yeah. And we saw this. So one of the things in the – so the Vermont Roads Manual has like five tenants. And one of them is uh, get water off the road and avoid having rain run down down on the actual roadway. Basically, get it to the ditches. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like no, like it, it 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 can run along in the roadway. It it's it's it can do that. It's not like the end of the world for this to happen. Yes, you want a majority of it to get to the ditch. But at the same time, like it doesn't have to all stay in the ditch. A good, well-maintained road will be able to handle having water run both on it and along it. Yes. Uh, now, this is this is kind of this sounds tinfoil hatty. Uh, but I'm going to again read a little bit from this article. Uh, this was hatched at the state level by top road uh, officials. Agency of Natural Resources and the legislature is a way to get the EPA off Vermont's back and fund the cleanup of Lake Champlain. Apparently, it came down to creating this program requiring all Vermont towns to sign up and rake in per, uh, and not rake the road, rake in permitting fees with, with which to clean up the lake. Uh, so this was... Uh, created uh, to because you need permits to do this. It was created as a way to fund the cleanup yep. of Lake Champlain. I'm going to put my little pin in this right quick. Yep. Uh, there's, there's a huge amount of contention about the Lake Champlain cleanup mm -hmm. because they the uh, Agency of Natural Resources uh, goes after roadways and road maintenance way too hard when everybody everybody knows the real problem is farm runoff yeah it's not it's not salt from the road it's not the way the roads are being maintained it is these farmers and their practices and letting all the cow pee and all the cow poop to run into the rivers which then goes into the lake which creates these algebra rooms. it's not yeah. the city of burlington's storm drain runoff it's all the dairy farms that that are allowed to dump into the waterways unregulated mm -hmm. yeah and algae loves uh uh phosphorus phosphates yeah yeah, and that's and the, yeah. So phosphates are not coming from the roads. Phosphates are coming from the farms. Yeah, I don't even believe like the anti-dust age, like the dust suppressing agents that some towns use. I don't believe those even have phosphates in them, uh, or would nope. have to. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, and it's not. I mean, see, so yeah, an algae doesn't eat sodium; it eats phosphates. So, yes. And now the consensus uh, was everybody that Suzanne was able to speak to uh, was that the old maintenance regimen worked just fine, uh, give or take an extraordinary flood. Uh, but uh, when the posting of the back roads was done in the spring, uh, uh, the culverts are cleaned, all debris lifted from the ditches, and the roads are graded by skilled grader operators running the low end of the blade in the ditch, defining the ditch depth and establishing the dome of the road at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yep, and there should be, so it should be a 
the peak of the road should be about six inches higher than the edges based on the better roads manual. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the ditches would be about 12 inches below that. Yes. And then, so I also want to go to the culvert on, on the, on a cul culvert tangent right quick. Mm -hmm. So the towns are supposed to, the, the driveways and other culverts, they are supposed to clear, maintain, etc. Post Irene, even though they're the ones that are supposed to maintain them, were not maintaining them, so they got blocked up, jammed up, and caused so many driveways and road washouts. Um, but then when, ta when, when residents went to the town and said, hey, your poorly maintained culvert caused my driveway to wash out, the towns came back and said, not our problem. Right, and and one of the greatest uh, takeaways from this is that what what the road crews should be doing, uh, and and just seem to not be doing, is getting in with a shovel and clearing mm -hmm. out these uh, these culverts, and uh, they don't like getting out of their bucket trucks. I wouldn't either. It's it is a lousy job on a list of lousy jobs in in Vermont. It is it is up there. Um, yeah, you know, it I, I give you, it's lousy, but it's like. It's also we you get paid reasonably well to do so, and you know what? That's one of the things. The towns still have really good pension programs too. Yes, and you know it. There's so much that goes into it. There's vegetation that needs to be cut back, you know, to prevent branches from falling into the roads. Um, climate change is rapidly changing how they have to approach this job, uh, and there isn't much flexibility uh to this ditching method no one is really willing to follow the best practice and it is becoming detrimental across the state mm -hmm. uh for so many reasons not even just that it costs money but safety these ditches are dangerous yes. these oh, roads so get say, narrow they do they get so they're actually the, the I think in that in that article they also state that like the roadways their their width was reduced between like five and twenty percent mm -hmm. to accommodate these oversized ditches they're creating, which aren't even in the regulations. That and did you see the video on Reddit of the uh, car that was on the dirt road that was like driving halfway across the other side because they just were so paranoid? Could you? Because when the snow builds up, you also no, I see can't it every see day. the edge of that ditch. Yeah, I don't have to see a video. I see it every single day when yeah. I drive through my town. To think about your drive from your house to my house, that route that you take. Through, yes, the back way. Yes. Yeah, through Stratford, right? Yeah. Uh, and and I mean, how narrow do the roads get? At some of those. That bikes? one's actually not that bad. That's okay. actually one of the wider ones. That's one. It's a. Uh, but then, like, but then there's other spots. Like Beaver Meadow is actually a good example. Okay. Beaver Meadow, where they've done, I, I would call the, I, I'm going to call it extreme ditching. Okay. Uh, where they had places that had de reasonable amount of space for two, if not three, cars to safely pass side by side. Okay. Uh, they've widened the ditch so much in some parts. Maybe you can get one and a half cars through some of these spots. Right. And, of course, we have a, a real problem in the United States with where everybody needs to have a massive pickup. Yes. Uh, you know, you know, gone is the four-cylinder pickup. Um, 
Well, and, we, we, we we could do. I think we've talked about possibly doing an episode about the whole that the it's the e the so the the EPA regulations on emissions were going to be so hard for truck manufacturers to follow for the small size trucks that rather than to continue to make make them, they just discontinued them because they could not meet the emission regulations because they basically a truck has to a small truck has to meet the same standards as a car right whereas a full-size truck has its own set of standards right um and so uh, to i yes back we on should, the, we, should back on talk track. About, we should talk about that but yes. i this is how i see the road situation uh coming down from the state legislature okay is that we have sort of corporate, we have this corporate mentality of thinking to get funding for cleanup efforts. And no, it is, it is actually hurting. not just the cleanup efforts, but uh, after you finish, I will go into my, I have another tangent to go off of. It's just these, this climate policy to clean up the lake and not actually addressing the issue uh, and not, not addressing where it's actually coming from i don't know are they scared of the, the dairy farmers uh yes you know yes, but here 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 we we are actually causing more issues in, and this isn't just in vermont this is policy across the world that people are looking at and they are thinking about it in very small ways and and not thinking about the the rollout of of uh, of effects and impacts the ripple effect in the pond you know and i keep i'm going to keep coming back to safety this is individual driver safety is being compromised uh because uh they want to sell permits yep yep and it's so the 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 going after the chasing after federal funds is actually really ironic that you bring about talk about that because uh that's uh right now the state actually currently we're getting 1.6 billion out of the over the next four years from federal funding. Problem is, is we have to also pony up our own amount of money. That if the state cannot put up that money, the federal fundings yeah. get get pulled. Right. So this budget year we have we have to the state has to come up with 25 million. Next year it's 33 million. The following year it's 35 million, and then the last year it's around 40 million. That and it's a, a total of about 170 million dollars that the state has to come up with to still be able to get these federal funds just to maintain the roads. This isn't even for the EPA cleanup money. This is just the regular highway maintenance funds yeah and and we are so high as a state we are very high on the list of states that take federal monies so everybody mm -hmm. out there with their you know state independence and and not reliance on the on the federal government guess what uh we are we have yeah it's it's we, we, necessary our yeah our tourist-based economy is unsustainable yeah we need to funding out from out of state to to keep it going so but yeah, uh, so, you know, I, I, I struggle to find a conclusion here. Obviously, we, we, we made it clear at the beginning of the episode, we weren't here to, to solve the problem. It, it's, it's so far beyond uh, Eric and, and myself to, to say, like, this is the solution. But it sounds to me, from everything that I've read, everything that I, I experience, that the old method is superior 
you know, and go figure. It's something that was used for generations of, uh, you know, uh, of road maintenance workers uh, that was successful in Vermont. And uh, but things have been manipulated in such a way that it's uh, here we are. So, you know, and, and armchair experts and anecdotal evidence and all of that stuff, we need to take a look at how our roads are being maintained. Um, it is. It, it, unfortunately, out of Irene, uh, a lot of things went wrong in Irene. We were not uh, exposed a lot of issues. And unfortunately, um, the governor, at the Peter Shumlin at the time, took the wrong... He took the wrong message from what happened, and it just it really rubbed me the wrong way that he because he kept referring to all of our roads and our back roads as these rural goat, goat trails that need to be upgraded and brought into the 21st century, and it's just like, no, we just we had gotten so neglectful in our standard practicing of doing things like maintaining 18-inch culverts and keeping them clear on a regular braces, making sure that we're pulling the debris out of the ditches and mowing them regularly, not doing the stupid stone. I hate the stupid stone so much. <laughs> uh, but to, to do all the things to maintain it, and because a good maintenance both saves money and reduces the susceptibility to flash flood damage. Yes, but we and then but we just we just took all the wrong things from that storm and started taking these the I guess the nationalistic approach to how things should be done. So there's actually a ter there was a ter something I read in the um, in the in the Better Roads manual that I really liked that I well, I liked but hated because it's that so there one of the tenets of the the manual is to avoid concentrating runoff but also uh, has a tenant of divert water from any surface water into vegetative areas which is also feels like it's written by a politician that doesn't understand engineering because if you ever notice all the all the unofficial artificial wetlands that are created in farmers fields now yeah that's yes. because of the uh, that's because of the better road practices is that no 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 Put it into the farmer's field, not into the river. It's like, no, net, like you need to follow the natural flow. Yeah. The water water runs downhill. Like, no, you <laughs> do want it to concentrate because concentration or what it does naturally. Right. To, to avoid concentration is an unnatural practice in nature. Right. So I had an option when we, because we chose to hard pack our driveway because of the slope of it. And we, had, you know, in discussing it with the the individual who was doing the the work for us, we could have put a culvert like and underneath our driveway at the very end. Uh, we chose not to. We actually have a spot and uh, right next to where the tree you helped cut down, uh, yeah. it, where I have it is a ditch functional like it's it's negligible. You barely notice it when you're driving over it, but there is a a dugout portion at that curve in the driveway to divert the water away from the road and into uh, a you know a, a treed area uh, and and but it, it works on that extremely small scale because it's a hundred yard driveway but it does it wouldn't work if that was a farmer's field and i was trying to grow anything there other than trees 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a matter of thinking about each, you know, into into the circumstances and where does the water actually want to go? And yeah. here I was able to talk. It wants to go to the ocean, Lucas. <laughs> um, uh, it, you know, I was lucky enough to have somebody with so much experience in working in, in with these materials to, to sort of explain to me, like, we can just put it over here. And it's not going to cause any erosion. It's just going to kind of go over here and you have trees here and they are thirsty and they'll be happy trees. Yeah. That's another thing about the new ditching practices that aggravate me so much. And it also ties into the, um, the green mountain power and the amount of clearing they do for their, their poles. Now, mm -hmm. uh, it's actually, it's, it's a, it's a detriment to both practices of erosion control because the bigger ditches they're cutting back the trees a certain distance from the ditch and oh guess what you just ruined all your root systems yeah. that you're just gonna have more erosion same thing goes for what the the uh the power company does and it's like yeah it's great it keeps the power from going out but you're creating areas of of not good, well-rooted soil because they're not even letting the shrubs grow. They, when they go through, they hack it down to the ground. Gosh, and if you're not familiar with this practice, it is there's this giant blade arm thing that's on the machine, and it is huge. And it's uh, you know they come through and just cut everything down it you is should see what they're, you should see what they're doing on a river road between sharon and south royalton right now like i i'm seeing things that have been covered up by the brush for ages like for as long as i've lived here these these things have been covered by brush and whatnot but they are now hacking back to just grass oh yeah and you know and and just i don't know just kind of wrap it up here the the this this all really falls back to the state and it, it, you know it's if there's poor practices happening in the town it's because the state isn't following up on these things no uh, i i know we talk about us being armchair experts but unfortunately there's a lot of legislatures cough cough landlords retirees in montpelier that are also very much armchair experts on a lot of these subjects but they're the ones legislating how things get rough yeah like me, me and lucas here we're just two guys we're just complaining on the internet but like these legislatures are they have the same knowledge level as me and Lucas do, um, but they are legislating on policy, and they're also going off of, uh, unfortunately, lobbyists uh, and their and uh, their legislation. Tongue tied there. Um, You're like like, uh, the, the re like one of the reasons you don't see people the legislatures go in the EPA go after the farmers is because Vermont historically is rabid about protecting their dairy farmers. Mm -hmm. at, at, it's one of those, like, shoot themselves in the foot level of protect the dairy farmers. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I wish there was an answer other than you have to, we have to hold our state legislatures accountable and, uh, you know, and that's on a long list of things that uh, citizens need to do to try to, uh, you know, 
protect ourselves environmentally and uh, the, our safety. Yep. Um, it's it sucks. Yep. Um, but start at the ground level. Yeah, attend yeah. select board meetings. Attend your town meeting. Yes, yes, absolutely, and don't let them dissuade you by by you know. Uh, 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 scheduling it at awkward times or anything like that, they they legally have to make it available. Uh, yep. To so if you, it's you know you can press your your town administration uh, to make sure that everything is available to you to vote and get educated. Uh, yep. You know, and I'm sorry to, to say it, but you have to do the work. Um, yes. Next week, I think I think we should talk about the small truck and emissions uh, yep. and, and I, the EPA. I, I, yep. So I love it. Uh, I think we'll we'll just sort of we'll talk about the things on the roads next week, um, yes. and uh, you know there's really not a lot going on here at home. I got to tell you, there's you know it's cold, it's uh, you know I saw some weather coming, and uh, I got out and you know doubled up the wood in the house and and just sort of generically got ready. Um, I've been choosing more since we talked about small engines uh, to shovel instead of running uh, the snowblower. Uh, nice. So, uh, you know, so like whatever, my walkways are a little narrower, but um, it's, uh, you know, I, it's it's been just sort of a choice. It's getting me more exercise, more time outside uh, and uh, saving me a bunch of money on gas. Um, yeah, because yeah, I mean, it looks like it in the, looking at the forecast ahead, it looks like it's end of week. We're getting rain. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Uh, I'm not putting fuel into something that's going to melt. Um, yeah, like, I'm actually, I'm honestly going to, I'm going to reinvest and buy one of those, the, the big wide pushable shovels again, because yeah. I, I had one and I, I, I honestly used it so hard in cold weather it that broke. it broke. Yeah. Um, so, but, but with me not wanting, me not getting the snowblower fixed and with how the snow has been this year so far, I'm going to go get another one of those big shovels because I can basically work that thing like a plow and just slide across my driveway and easily clear mine. Like, Grant, I do have a small driveway. I know, I know. Yes, yes. I have to use the tractor for mine. But uh, small victories. Uh, yep. Yeah, and as usual, anything and everything Broken Shovel is is pretty findable. BrokenShovel802.com uh, is our website. And... Uh, Broken Shovel Farm, everything. Just Google Broken Shovel eight zero two. You're gonna find so many cool things out there. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm tired of I'm tired of running down a list of saying the same word over and over. Just Google Broken Shovel eight zero two. Um, and uh, as always, if you want to reach out to us, Broken Shovel eight zero two at gmail dot com. Uh, lots of things happening. My email. I'm in my email a lot right now. Uh, so I'll talk about that more at a later date. But, um, boy, I guess that's it. Uh, roads, yep. you know, be safe uh, and and think about this from a safety perspective and from a climate policy perspective, and yep. and you'll you'll really get interested. Uh, Eric, yep. will you send me the link to that manual. I'd like to put that in the episode description for folks. I definitely will. Uh, I will hunt that down. And 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 don't blame don't blame the road crew. They are just doing what they're told. exactly. Yeah, and I want to make that clear. Where the state needs to be held accountable here. Yes, the, um, the road crew is out doing a, yeah. a crappy job. Not their job. The, the job that they have is crappy. Not that they're doing a crappy job. Yes. Uh, and they're also told to do a crappy job. So 
hold the state accountable. Uh, yep. Yeah, I guess that's it. We'll talk about small trucks and emissions next week. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Eric. Well, thank you. And uh, goodbye, folks. Broken Shovel 802. Later. <laughs>